the mission that we have as Christians almost seems impossible. If you've noticed tonight, it seems like we've, we've added one more. Well, there's somebody else we've got to pray for. Well, wait a minute, there's somebody else we've got to pray for. Wait a minute, there's somebody else we've got to pray for. Um, Mark, in your closing prayer, you're going to have to remember all these. Keep count, you know, count. Uh, I've got one more for you. Uh, Matt Miller, just before I, before I came. Of course, Matt, he works that night shift at the, at the printing company. And uh, he's, a, he's at work right now. But uh, he was here this morning after a, a, a 14-hour shift. And uh, he, uh, his mom and dad live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And they're part of the evacuees in Colorado Springs, uh, where the where the fires coming across the mountain and, and, and taking so many of those those beautiful big homes and and uh, Matt said that there was a fire right outside his mom and dad's house, but their mom his mom and dad's house had not been consumed yet. They think that it may be under control. They have a, a sister that they've just he has a sister that just moved to Colorado Springs. Uh, she's had to be evacuated as part of those ten thousand evacuees. So again, there's another mark that we we need to pray for. We need, you know, our, 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 it fits in perfectly because our mission seems impossible. To be a Christian in the 21st century seems like an impossible task. Uh, through our Netflix connection, I get old TV shows. And one of my favorites here lately is the show Mission Impossible, which features the impossible mission force, if you remember that show, they were a covert team of spies that were not acknowledged by the government. They would be disavowed by the government if they were ever caught. But they were uh, given seemingly impossible tasks to help protect our way of life here in the United States. The premise was that with the right team and the right, right resources, the impossible was possible. The hopeless was accomplished. According to Wikipedia... The show followed a, a standard outline in each episode. Uh, there were four main scenes. If, if you look back at the shows, you can, you can remember these, these four main scenes. There was the tape scene. That's where Mr. Phelps or, or Tom Cruise, if you, if you uh, don't remember the old shows, you have to remember the Tom Cruise made ones. They would receive the mission, the, the tape cautions. That if the impossible mission force was caught, the Secretary of State would disavow any knowledge of their, of their actions. And then the famous scene where this tape will self-destruct in, in five seconds. You remember that? And it starts smoking like it is on the, on, the, on, the, on the PowerPoint, as you can see. There was also the dossier scene. This is where the leader would look through the uh, big leather notebook filled with photos of the mission itself and the photos of the mission team. Uh, then the music would start and the, the fuse would be lit. And, and we remember the, uh, the Mission Impossible theme. Then, then after the break, there was always a break. There was always a commercial then. And after the break, there was the apartment scene. The apartment scene where the team met for the final time for the mission, before the mission. And then uh, the rest of the show was taken up by the plan of action scenes where, where uh, the mission would take place. Uh, the church has seemingly followed this same plan of action, the same, the same outline. We have an impossible mission, it seems, as well. In the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the, Jesus tells the apostles of the mission and what he has heard from the Father. 
And we have the apostles listed in the, uh, in the dossier found in the scriptures, in the, in the gospels. We have the apostles listed and mentioned. And then we, we see them in the apartment scene in, in Acts chapter 1, don't we? We see them in that upper room scene where they're waiting for the Spirit to come. The promised Spirit, the promised Spirit with power. We see them there and in the rest of the New Testament through till today is the plan of action. And, and that plan of action is continually unfolding, isn't it? In our impossible mission force, each one of us has responsibilities. Every one of us has responsibilities uh, that we've got to carry out to carry out this impossible mission so that this seemingly impossible mission is accomplished. We have a responsibility to God. Each and every one of us have a responsibility to God. We have a responsibility to each other. We have a responsibility to the world. We have a responsibility to the, to the government. And we have a responsibility to our families. And as we look at our responsibilities in each area, the task, the mission, it looks impossible. I mean, the world is unpredictable. How can we maintain these areas that we're going to talk about tonight? These areas of responsibility to complete the mission when we don't know what's around the corner. And, and, and what's around the corner is scary, isn't it? What's around the corner is scary. We all face seemingly impossible situations and we, we must work through these impossible problems. Carry impossible burdens. Deal with impossible people. In Matthew chapter 19, a rich man wants to follow Jesus, but feels like he cannot pay the price to do so. And Jesus tells of something impossible. He says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. By our world's standards, everyone here is rich. Every one of you are rich. And the disciples, they grasped the situation. They grasped it very quickly. A camel through the eye of a needle. That's impossible. Verse 25, who then can be saved? When faced with our own needle's eye. When faced with our own needle's eye. All of our responsibilities... How will we how will we ever measure up? The Marines had a slogan during World War II. If it's difficult, it'll take a day or two. If it's impossible, it'll take a little longer. But as much as I admire the Marines, even they would have trouble putting a camel through the eye of a needle. Jesus looked at his disciples in Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, and said, With men this is impossible, but with, with God all things are possible. If we're going to attempt the impossible and succeed, we must start in our plan of action with God. We have a responsibility to God as Christians who makes the impossible Possible. 
Each of us has a responsibility to show God reverence. He is our Father in heaven, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, and His name is to be hallowed. It is our responsibility to, to love and obey God. John 14, 23, Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Jesus said, Luke chapter 4, verse 8, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. God deserves our worship and our praise. And He demands our service. If we truly are going to respect Him, and follow Him, and keep up with our responsibility to Him. Our responsibility to God includes being faithful. Faithful until death. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. The only way this mission can work is that, that, is that you maintain your faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Maintain your faith by hearing and understanding God's word. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. And to help maintain your other Christian responsibilities, because we have a responsibility to each other. It may seem impossible, this, this impossible mission that we're on, but we have a responsibility to each and every one of us. We are to love each other, John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. We are to edify or build one another up, First Thessalonians 5, 11. We're to do good unto all, but especially those of the household of faith, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10. We are to warn or exhort each other, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, because, because the day when Jesus is coming again it's near we've got to warn each other we are to admonish we are to advise remind even warn each other of our responsibilities Romans chapter 15 verse 4 and when we need to when we need to we need to rebuke or or, or criticize sharply our brother or sister who, who sins against us Luke chapter 17 verse 3 and we're to do our best and this may be the hardest of all. This may be the most impossible part of the mission sometimes. It seems like it is sometimes. We are to do our best to restore each other. Galatians chapter 1. And here it is. Here's the impossible part. Gently. That's hard sometimes. Gently. Treat each other gently with kindness. All of these facets of our responsibility to each other Help us to maintain the unity, Ephesians chapter 4, that God needs, God requires in His church. This allows us to fulfill our responsibility to the world. We have a responsibility to the world. We're to go into all the world, a seemingly impossible mission in itself, and preach the gospel to all, baptizing them, making disciples of the world, teaching them, and, and doing good unto all those in the world, Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. You know, after a windstorm, a preacher was uh, nailing up a shutter that had fallen, you know, off the, off the window of the front of the, front of the building. He was nailing the shutter up and, it, you know, the preacher was kind of like me. He, he wasn't very good with, with a hammer, you know, and he was trying to hold that shutter up. You know how you do. You, if you're working by yourself, you try to hold with a knee and you're trying to nail and hold. And, and uh, he noticed that a little neighbor boy was standing behind him just watching him. 
And he was holding that shutter up and trying to nail it at the same time. He said, son, can I help you with something? And the little boy said, no, I'm just, I'm just standing here waiting to hear what a preacher says when he hits his thumb. People are watching. People are watching. Doing good to others may be nothing more than being a good example. Letting that man carry the one item. You know, you've always seen that. You've always been, you've been that person before. You've got the one item. You've got the diapers or the milk or the something. You've got the one item and you're behind the person with a, with a buggy full of food. And you're thinking, you're, you try to mentally tell them in your mind, please let me go in front of you. Please let me go in front of you. Please let me go in front of you. Be that person who looks behind you and sees that guy with one or two items and lets him go. Hold the door for the women. Have we stopped that practice? Hold the door for people. Stop and help those who are in need, those who are in tough situations, even hurtful situations. Being a, be a part of the solution rather than the problem. Christians, that's hard. Depending on the situation you're in, deal honest with folks. Even if they, even if they may not deal honestly with you, you still deal honestly with folks. It says in Romans chapter 12 verse 17, repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Our impossible mission includes our responsibility to God, to each other, to the world, but it also includes our responsibility to our government. We are subject to the governing authorities. You know, we are blessed in the United States of America to be a government of the people, by the people, for the people. We happen to be the government. We're part of the governing, you know, we're part of a government, though, that's sometimes hard to obey. Which is why we must be involved in the process of our government. Pay our taxes. Romans chapter 13, verses 6 through 7. Help God's ministers who would have no power were it not given from God. This should give us pause when we complain about our government as well. We can disagree, but we must not speak evil of our government nor its leaders, no matter who they are. Paul told the council, it is written in in, in Acts chapter 23 verse 5, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Prayers, instead prayers should be made for all men, 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1, for kings and all in authority that we may lead a quiet life and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. This allows us to concentrate on a huge responsibility that we have. I mean, guys, this is a huge responsibility. All of us are charged with the seemingly impossible task of taking care of our family. Husbands are to love their wives. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. Wives are to respect their husbands. There are not any conditions to these. There are not any, the Bible doesn't say, uh, love your wife unless she blank. Or respect your husband, but only if he, if he blank and he doesn't blank. There are no conditions to these. It's love your wives, respect your husbands, period. 
children are they have a responsibility to to obey their parents. The command to honor and obey are are the child's responsibility. When you know mom and dad disapprove of an action and you do it anyway, your selfishness has caused you to sin. But on the flip side, fathers are to bring their children up knowing the Lord and knowing the consequences for not knowing the Lord. Bottom line, mothers and fathers, daughters and sons, in-laws and outlaws, we have a responsibility to take care of our own people. If we don't provide for our own, 1 Timothy 5 verse 8, we have denied the faith and are worse than an unbeliever. Yet Jesus, he gives us a paradox. He gives us a paradox. When, when Jesus makes the statement back where we started in, in Matthew chapter 19, when he makes the statement that with God all things are possible, Peter, he seems offended. He wants to know the payoff. Verse 27, see, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? Peter says. And Jesus says, you'll have your reward. You'll, you'll have your throne. Then he says in verse 29, and everyone, now get this now, not just some people, not just a few of you, but everyone who has left houses and brothers and sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. To complete this seemingly impossible mission We must put God first and give up each other. Give up the world. Give up the government. Give up the family. So that we may gain all of them. And fulfill our responsibilities to give up the impossible. Give up the impossible to Him who makes all things possible. God makes the impossible possible. Now, the impossible mission force knew when they started the mission. The impossible mission force knew that if they got caught, the U.S. was not going to back them up. The secretary, it said, was going to, if you listen to the tape that self-destructed in five seconds, the secretary of state would disavow any knowledge of their actions. He would say, in other words, I don't know who they are. When it comes to the end of your mission, you don't want to get caught by the enemy. You don't want to get caught by the enemy. There are many who have accepted the mission. And it says of those many who have accepted the mission in Matthew chapter 7 verse 21, many who say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Haven't we cast out demons in your name? But they haven't obeyed the plan. They've been caught by the enemy. And in the end, verse 23, Jesus will disavow them. He will say, I don't even know who you are. We don't want to be caught by the enemy and disavowed. The mission is yours, though, if you decide to accept it. No matter your life. No matter your circumstance. It could be worked out. Your situation is not impossible for God. God can make the
the impossible possible. God makes all things possible. There are those of you here this evening who need to put Christ on in baptism, but you don't think you're worthy. You don't think you're worthy. You've been asked over and over and over and over again. And and for some reason, I, I don't know the reason, you think it's impossible for you to receive salvation. But you're wrong. There are those of you who are Christians who haven't lived up to your responsibilities. You haven't lived up to your responsibility to God. You haven't obeyed Him. Hadn't even tried, maybe. You haven't... You haven't lived up to the responsibilities of your family. Your friends are, are left out in the cold. You, you, all you do is complain about the government. You haven't really had any responsibility for anybody in the world. You've never even tried to reach out. If you consider yourself a Christian, if you consider yourself a baptized believer in Jesus Christ, what can you do? It seems impossible. Well, it's not impossible. Because 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if you confess your sins to God, He's faithful and just and He'll forgive you. Just don't let the sun go down tonight without hitting your knees and asking your Heavenly Father for forgiveness. The congregation here at Fountainhead has provided the means to help you in this seemingly impossible mission called your life. To to further it. To further it so that you can gain the prize in the end. They've provided a, a pool of water here for you to be baptized in. As we sing this song, won't you come forward and Put Christ on in baptism. Have your your sins washed away.